your Bibles to Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter 39. And as you're turning there, quick question. What do you call a bear with no teeth? A gummy bear. See, that's where it came from. A gummy bear. Very good. Amen. So we have uh, we finally come to the end of this incredible journey that we have been on with Joseph. And I want us to take some important uh, life lessons from this young man. At one point or another in our lives, most of us have had a point where it seemed that we are just being overwhelmed with problem after problem on every side and in all directions. We've all had that moment in life. Now, many times, these problems, we have to admit, are a lot of times our own fault, right? The consequence of bad decisions or, 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 or just sinful choices. But what about when we make the right decisions? We make the right choices, and trouble still comes. What about those times we applied proper biblical principles? We followed how God instructs us to live, and yet problems still come. What do we do when life just does not seem to make any sense? What do we do? Well, I encourage each and every one of us to look to the life of this young man that we've studied over the past several weeks. Look to the life of Joseph. This is the same exact situation that he found himself in through no fault of his own. Amen? I can't stress that enough. Through no fault of his own, he had to endure some of the most difficult situations some of the most difficult circumstances that life can offer up. Amen? Genesis chapter 39, let's pick up in verse 20. Again, we've, we've kind of gone through this, and I just want to do uh, an end of study, an end of journey, kind of recap on, on the biggest message, the biggest takeaway that, that I want us to come away with this study. Genesis 39, verse 20. Then Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph, and he showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So the big takeaway I want us to see here, that even in prison, the Lord was with Joseph. Amen? The Lord was with Joseph. And when we are in the dungeon of difficulties, through no fault of our own, what do we do? Well, this morning I want us to find some direction from God's word. Direction from God's word to help us when we are in that dungeon of difficulties. And this was the case with Joseph. Amen? This was the same exact case with this young man. 
He endured horrific difficulties, not just once in his life, not just twice in his life, but for most of his life. Amen? Now, we have to admit, we've all had our difficulties, right? We've all come into hardships and troubles and trials, but not many of us, if any of us here today, can say we've had it most of our life. But that was the case with this young man. Most of his entire life, he endured difficulties. And I want to stress again, they were no fault of his own. Amen? Sold as a slave by his own brothers, his own flesh and blood. Subjected to a life of servitude as that slave in a foreign country. His master's wife then tries to to seduce him. But he refuses her advances, and he, and he runs away. He flees from her. He does the right thing. So what happens? She lies, and she falsely accuses him of assaulting her, and he's cast into prison. He's, he's thrown into a dungeon. And in each hardship, Joseph does the right thing. As a slave, the Bible tells us that he worked hard every day with loyalty and integrity. As a target of seduction, he refuses her advances and he literally runs away from her. And as a prisoner, the Bible tells us that he again works hard and he serves others and he... he, uh, 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 is a support system. He offers support to the other prisoners. He does all the right things, but still finds himself enduring hardship after hardship, trial after trial. Nothing seems to make sense at all. Now, it's easy for us to sit back and just read about someone else's life, isn't it? But the question is, what do we do if this happens to us? What if we are being faithful and we're making all the right decisions? We're we're applying proper biblical principles to our lives. But we still find ourselves with trouble brewing around us on all sides. What do we do when, when nothing seems to make sense? What do we do when we are in that dungeon of distress? Well, this morning I want us to consider some dungeon decisions. Amen? When we're in that dungeon of distress, when we're in that dungeon of difficulties, let's consider some dungeon decisions. What do we do? Number one, we don't insist on understanding. This is a hard one. We don't insist on understanding. Joseph, not in any situation, not in any circumstance, hardship after hardship, trial after trial, he never lost faith in God. Amen? Not once did he lose faith in God. Irregardless of how dark and how dreary his situation became, his circumstance, he never lost faith. And there is no doubt Each step of the way, hardship after hardship, Satan whispered in his ear, where is your God now? 
You've been faithful to him. You've served him day and night. Where is he now? How could he do this to you? Isn't that the voice that we hear when we're going through hardships? Especially when we've been faithful? How could God do this to me? Listen, whenever hardships come along, our human nature immediately wants to know why, right? We want to know why. We want to understand. When things don't seem, and I want to stress that word, seem, amen? When things don't seem to make sense, the first thing we have to remember is that we cannot insist on understanding. Now, I want you to note something. I didn't say we cannot try to understand. Amen? We should try to understand, but just not insist on understanding. Amen? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Very, very familiar piece of scripture. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Amen? That's important. Not with your mind, but with all your heart. And lean not on our own understanding. Amen? In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. You see, that's the key. We're not to lean on our own understanding. God is much greater, he is much wiser, and he is far more compre- uh, he has far more uh, a comprehension than we do of any situation that we get ourselves in. Amen? Far more comprehension of that situation. We have to understand he will allow some things to, to come our way that we just won't, and many things that we just can't understand. Amen? He's going to allow some of those things that we just won't understand. And we have to trust him and by faith not insist to understand. Amen? The only thing we have to understand is that he is so far above us. That's what we need to understand. Amen? Isaiah chapter 50 verse 10. Who among you fears the Lord? Who obeys the voice of his servant? And yet who walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God. Isaiah is telling us that we can be serving God. We can be obeying him, obeying his commands, his precepts, and yet still have darkness, still have difficulties. There's going to come times of of not understanding. There's going to come times in our life where we just don't understand, times of perplexity. Even when we've been completely faithful, even when we've made all the right decisions, we have to be careful not to get the wrong idea and the wrong viewpoint and believe that the Christian walk of life is without hardships. Amen? There's a lot of Christians that believe that. And they're just blown away when hardships come their way. But Lord, I'm a Christian. 
But listen, absolutely life with Jesus Christ is abundantly better than life without him. Amen? It's just not without hardships and difficulties. Right? That's what we have to understand. Here's the massive difference. Jesus is with us through every single hardship. Amen? The one thing that we read over and over and over in our study with Joseph, in the prison, the Lord was with Joseph. No matter what hardship, the Lord was with Joseph. Amen? Jesus goes with us through those hardships. We are never, ever alone in any of them. Amen? The Bible is full of the faithful that had to endure hardships that they just didn't understand. The first one that comes to mind is no doubt Job. Amen? Job was beyond perplexed at his situation. He even demanded on several occasions to understand. But the Lord compassionately rebuked Job and let him know that Job is never alone through any of it. And that God was still in complete control, irregardless. Another Old Testament prophet, Habakkuk. Habakkuk, he didn't understand why God continued to allow the Chaldeans, this sinful pagan people, to continue to get away with their sins and, and their treatment of his people, the Jews. Always with their violence and their wickedness. Many of us, we're, you know, we're in that same boat today. You turn on the news, and what's the first thing you hear? You know, if you watch the local news out of Philadelphia, the first question on your mind is not, did someone get murdered? It's how many got murdered last night. Amen? Certainly understand Habakkuk's point of view. And in the New Testament, we think about John the Baptist the forerunner of Christ, the one who baptized him, the one who said, Behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. When he was thrown in prison by Herod, he even asked Jesus, Are you really the Messiah? Or should I look for another? He didn't understand why he was in prison, why his life was in danger. Even the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul didn't understand everything. In his letter to the church at Corinth, he wrote, he wrote we are perplexed, meaning we don't understand. Job, Habakkuk, John the Baptist, the Apostle Paul, you, me, we all encounter and endure times of hardships. Times when things just don't seem to make sense. Amen? But keep this truth in your heart. Darkness has no dominion over light. Amen? Darkness has no dominion over light. Darkness cannot control. Darkness cannot put out light. Amen? You think about day and night. We see it every day. 
Night only comes when what moves out of the way? When the sun moves out of the way. Amen? Darkness cannot control the light. If darkness, if unknowing comes your way, it only means that God has temporarily moved the light for a much greater purpose. Amen? If darkness has crept into your life, meaning you're going through something you just don't understand, you have to be faithful and know that God has just temporarily moved the light for a much greater purpose. Amen? We just need to trust God. Trust in Him in those times and not insist that He explain all things to us. Amen? Not insist that we have to understand all details. You see, Joseph had no idea why he was going through it. But in the end, God revealed it to him. God showed him for our sakes. Amen? So that we can open up the pages of his word and learn from Joseph's life. God revealed it to Joseph for our sakes, for our learning. To show Joseph and to show us that he had a much greater purpose for that young man's life. Amen? Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. Again, very familiar passages. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. You see, in the short term, we may not understand. But one day, and maybe that day isn't until eternity, we don't know. But one day, we will see, we will understand God's master plan for what we endured. Amen. And we're going to see it was for a much, much greater purpose. Amen. Second thing. First, we don't insist on understanding. Secondly, we can't stop being faithful. Amen. We cannot stop being faithful. Going back to our passage in Genesis 39. Skip down to verse 22. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was Joseph's doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. Absolutely, Joseph was in prison for doing the right thing. But while there, he still honored God in all that he did. Amen? He didn't sit around and mope around and sulk and say, you know, life just isn't fair. It's not fair that I'm here. 
He just worked hard at whatever was asked of him. Amen? The same thing we have to do if we're in that situation. Even in the darkness of that dungeon, Joseph was not a fair-weather Christian. Amen? We have way too many of them in our churches today. When things got tough and didn't go his way, he never got angry at God. And he never felt, woe is me. Not once do we read that in all the chapters dedicated to this young man. But how many times have we seen that scene play out in church? We see that model Christian that's always smiling, always, always praising God, always in a great mood. They always have a song in their heart and willing to help out. That is until the difficulties come. Then you don't see them in churches faithfully. They begin to drift away from God further and further. As soon as something doesn't seem to make sense, they lose their faith. And who do they want to blame? They want to blame God. Friends, you serve God long enough, you'll see this happen over and over. We have to understand, we have to know this for sure. It's when things don't seem to make any sense that we need to trust in the Lord even more. Amen? It's in those times of perplexity that we have to distrust and put our faith even stronger in our Lord. This is when we need to keep working for Him. To keep witnessing. To keep serving others in His name. Amen? We need to remember Joseph. And we need to follow in his footsteps. And remember, through it all, God was with him. Every step of the way. And if he was with Joseph, guess who else he's with? You and me. Amen? He's with us every single step of the way as well. The third direction from the dungeon is that we cannot allow bitterness to take hold. Amen? Cannot allow bitterness to take hold. Let me tell you something. If there was a person who had every right, every reason to allow bitterness and anger to take control of his life, it was this man named Joseph. Amen? He had every opportunity, every excuse. And he could have been angry, he could have been bitter at a multitude of people. Amen? He could have held a grudge against any single, every single one of them. From his brothers, to Potiphar's wife, even Potiphar, right? Who was the one who gave the command to put him in prison? Who was the one who believed the false accusation? It was Potiphar, right? From his brothers to Potiphar's wife uh, to Potiphar to even that butler who forgot him, right? But nowhere in any of these chapters do we read about one ounce of bitterness or anger anywhere. He never lets bitterness take hold of him, period. 
no matter how many times he was the target of wrongdoing, no matter how many times he was a target of harmful treatment, he never let bitterness take hold. Amen? First Peter 2.20 For what credit is it if when you are beaten for your faults, you take it patiently? But when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. Amen? It's in our attitude. When hardships come, when trials come, what attitude do we develop? Do we continue with joy in our heart with a godly attitude? Or does our countenance change? And bitterness creeps in. Amen? There are not many other things more damaging to the name of Christ than a bitter Christian. Amen? There are not many more damaging things to the name of our Lord and Savior than a bitter Christian. And there's no worse testimony than that of a bitter Christian. Amen? Here's a common mistake many believers make. We work. We do things in the church And we look to others to recognize our work, our worth. You see, this is common, right? Many times we look to the pastor or other church leaders to recognize what we've done. But what we're really doing is we are asking ourselves, we're setting ourselves up for a huge disappointment. Our mistake when we say, how could they have done this with all that I've done for them? What's the mistake? We should have been saying, when all that I did for who? Amen. All that I've done for Christ, all that I've done for God. If we were doing it for someone else to recognize us, then we're setting ourselves up for a huge disappointment. Amen. We are to be serving and working and, and, and putting our energy and efforts out for Christ's sake, not for anybody else's, not even for our own. Amen? We should be doing things for his glory and not our own. Otherwise, we're going to be left disappointed and bitter. Amen? Bitterness comes from disappointment. And we set ourselves up for that disappointment. We're just inviting bitterness to come and take hold of our heart. Our greatest test of faith is not our attitude when, when we're punished for doing the wrong thing. But our attitude when we're punished for doing the right thing. Amen? We need to have... I mean, that's the baseline, right? We should always have, start off with a godly attitude. 
But even when those hardships come, we have to keep that godly attitude, no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation. Amen? Why? Because we know God is still in control. He's the one who, who just moved the sun out of the way for just a short period of time. He just took the light away for a, a momentary lapse of time. It's not permanent. And we have to understand it's for a much greater good, a much greater purpose. Amen? Last thing I want us to learn from the dungeon is that we should not be unwilling to wait. That's a hard one in the flesh, isn't it? That's hard for us to wait. But we have to understand that God will deliver us in his perfect time. Amen? God will deliver us, but it's going to be in his perfect time. Genesis chapter 40, verse 23. Chapter 40 ends with this verse. Yet the chief butler did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. Genesis chapter 41, if we skip ahead to verse 39. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And then verse 46 tells us that Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Joseph was only about 17 years old when he was sold as a slave. And it wasn't until he turned 30 that he was finally set free. Amen? We cannot be unwilling to wait. Psalm 37. Skip it down to verse 5. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. We're reminded over and over and over in God's word to wait upon the Lord. Amen? Over and over, wait upon the Lord. We have to remember that God leads us along. Amen? Through his Holy Spirit, we are led along. He goes before us. We have to be careful not to run ahead of his Holy Spirit. Amen? Our impatience 
many, many times wants us to try to run ahead of our Lord who's leading us along. We have to be patient. We have to understand that he leads us at his perfect timing. Amen? God knows what we're going through. And the same God that was with Joseph is the same God that is with you and me. Amen? 1 Peter 5, 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Amen? What does due time mean? Due time means in the perfect time time God knows exactly what's ahead and he knows exactly what obstacles need to be moved out of the way first he knows what's best for us God did not fail Joseph and he will not fail us amen Joseph was no longer looked down upon but God did what He exalted him to the point that now people did what? They looked up to him. Amen? He was no longer looked down upon. He was now looked up upon. Because of God's mercy. Because of God's grace. Because of God's blessings. That young man took off his prison shirt and put on a prince's robe. Amen? Why? Because he didn't insist on understanding. He didn't stop being faithful. He didn't allow bitterness to come into his heart. And he waited patiently upon his Lord. Amen. Listen, I know that it may be really dark where some of you are today. And maybe you've been going through it for some time. And things that just don't seem to make sense right now. Say, Lord, I've been faithful. I've, I've made all the right decisions. I've served you. I've served others. Things just don't seem to make sense right now. Listen, as a child of God, there's coming a day When God is going to make things right. Amen. Amen. God is going to make it right for you. He will exalt you when the time is perfect. We just have to keep the faith. We have to keep serving each other. And keep trusting in him. Amen.